Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. We are continuing on in Colossians chapter 1. Today we get to verse 9. Uh, We're going to hit just the first part of verse 9. So let me read that for you. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you. Okay, so over the next handful of episodes, we will be finishing up Paul's introduction to his letter to the Colossians. Okay, and this whole next section is Paul's prayer for the church, which I think is going to be a lot of fun to walk through. You know, as he prays some beautiful desires into this community, and there's a lot of theological depth to these prayers, so I'm excited to explore these aspects of prayers with you in the next few times to come. But for today, as we launch into this prayer, I want you to ask yourself a question to start. What is the most common type of prayers that you pray? Think about your prayer life. What does it mostly consist of? You know, in the Bible, we're given all sorts of different kinds of prayers. A few episodes ago, we talked about prayers of thanksgiving. We have prayers of confession, prayers of lament, prayers of adoration, prayers of supplication. We have all these different types of prayers. So I want you to think, what's the most common type of prayers that you pray? Or if a lot of those words are new to you, just think, if you consider your prayer life, what are you mostly praying about or praying for? My guess is for many of us, I think the bulk of our prayers are essentially asking God for the things we need. You know, or, or maybe when crisis hits, that we tend to pray a bit more when we need God for something. Now, please hear me clearly. God wants you to be dependent on him and to pray to him for all that you need in life. None of those things are bad. When crisis hits, you pray. Absolutely. When you need something in life, you pray. Absolutely. But what's interesting is that the type of prayer that Paul shows us here is a little different. It's not praying about what we need or for ourselves. It's praying for others. It's what's commonly called intercessory prayer. Now, while that's a big word, the idea is quite simple. It is us going to God in prayer for someone else. That's essentially what it is. It's us going to God in prayer for someone else. And that is exactly what Paul is doing here. Notice verse 9 again. He says, From the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you. He says, We have not ceased to pray for this church community, for these people, ever since we heard about your response to the gospel. So for this episode, I want to give two quick points or questions for you to think about today. First, very simply, if intercessory prayer is modeled here by Paul in praying for someone else, ask yourself the question, who can I be praying for today? You know, maybe even as I'm asking this or as you're thinking, someone maybe comes to mind immediately. Maybe you've had a lot going on with someone specifically in your life and that's been on your mind. Or maybe you know someone in your life who has a lot going on. Take some time today to pray for them. For Paul, he says he heard of this church's faithfulness in responding to the gospel 
So he has not ceased to pray for them. He heard about what God has done in their life, how they've been responding, and he has consistently been in prayer for their good. I want you to consider who might the Lord bring to mind for you to be praying for, not to just be thinking about, giving some thoughts to, or talking to other people about, but praying for. Now, I know one of the struggles for me personally is that if I don't have some sort of list then I will forget or I will struggle to get started praying. Have you ever had that happen where you sit there, you're trying to pray, and it's like, I can't think of anybody, I can't remember any situations, and so I just struggle with it. So what I've done is I've created different lists of different types of people or specific people to be praying for at specific times during the week. So I have a list of people and a group of people that I pray for on Mondays, and Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, I put that together with either groups of people that I know and that I want to pray for, or specific people that are going through something. So if that's helpful for you, I'd encourage you, create a list and pray for certain people at certain points during the week. Other times, I do just slow down for a minute and I ask the Lord, God, would you give me someone to pray for? And if someone pops into my mind, I pray for them. I strongly believe in God's sovereignty, so I don't believe that's an accident that they got brought to my mind, whether they're just in my subconscious and they come out or whether the Spirit puts them in my mind. Either way, I stop and pray. And as other people pop into my mind, you know, as I'm praying, I'll pray for them too. You know, don't feel like that's a distraction that these other people are coming to mind. Just keep praying for them as well. So consider, who might you spend some time praying for today. And if it's helpful, if you struggle with this type of prayer, start making a list. And on on Monday, I pray for my family. And on Tuesday, I pray for people in my small group. And Wednesday, I pray for people that don't know Jesus in my life. And Thursday, I pray for others in my church. You know, you do whatever you want to do, but take some time and pray for others. Second idea, Paul says that they have not ceased to pray for them. That's fascinating to me. Ever since they heard it, he says they have not ceased to pray for them. And I don't know if Paul means that literally, that he and his ministry partners are always in prayer for them. I mean, maybe I kind of tend to think that what he's saying is they're consistently or they're continually praying for them. And even if it's not that they're praying for them literally every moment of the day, but that they're continually praying for them, I think most of us know how hard that can be. Now, I know in my life, again, praying for a specific person to be saved or certain persons to be healed or for a certain person to receive something they're desiring, it can be tiresome to consistently pray for that. It can be discouraging if you feel like God is not answering, but you just keep praying. It can feel worthless or meaningless sometimes if I already have prayed and why do I need to keep praying? Now, I don't fully understand the purpose of not ceasing to pray for one thing or one person, nor do we really have time to explore that. But here is what I will tell you. In some of Paul's letters, we see his example of consistently praying. We hear Paul's command in 1 Thessalonians that we are to, in general, pray without ceasing. We see in the Old Testament when Elijah is praying for rain in 1 Kings 18, it says he prays and checks seven different times before God begins to bring rain. We see in Luke 18, Jesus tells the parable of the persistent widow who keeps asking and asking, and Jesus says, that's how we are to be with the Father. 
So theologically, I don't have it all worked out in my mind, but biblically, I think it's quite clear. There is something God does in us and desires from us as we labor in prayer consistently for others. And in fact, that's not just something Jesus asks you to do. That is something that Jesus is doing for you. Did you know that? Hebrews 7.25 says, Therefore, Jesus is able to save forever those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. He is always interceding. He's always doing that for us. Romans 8.34 says he's at the right hand of the Father interceding for you. If you are in Jesus, you have an advocate before the Father praying for you. This very moment, in the next moment, in the following moment, Jesus is interceding in prayer for you without ceasing. And the Father will not ignore or cast away his Son. Therefore, when Jesus prays for you, the Father listens, and it's his pleasure to say yes to the Son. So, we too, in the likeness of Christ, are to intercede in prayer for others consistently. As often as you can remember, pray for the needs and the health and the well-being and the spiritual vitality of others. Now, like I said, we'll get into the specifics of what Paul prays in the upcoming episodes, but here's my final challenge for you. Today, spend a few moments and pray for whoever comes to mind. If it's someone close to you, pray for them. If it feels like someone random, don't forget the Spirit is helping you pray. It's probably no accident. I know it is no accident that that person came to mind. Take a few moments and pray for them. And I would actually encourage you to do one more step. After you pray for them, send them an encouraging text. Tell them that you're praying for them and how specifically you are praying for them. Let's be a people who pray for the needs of others and then encourage one another in that. I've never known someone to get a text saying, I am praying for you in this way today and who's frustrated by that. That is an encouragement. Let us do that as a people. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.